Ready? Ready. <laughs> Born ready. Hey, I am Sabalong, and you are tuning in to Where to Party At. Today, I'm going to give you the 411 on the race for council president. Now, everybody's paying attention to the mayor's election, but you need to also pay attention to the council president race because it's super important, too. Let me tell you why. So remember back when Joe Biden was first elected and there were rumors that Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms was going to go to D.C.? So if she had done that, guess who was going to become the mayor? Yep, Council President Felicia Moore. So that's one big reason why you should care about who is the council president. So if something were to ever happen to the mayor, the council president would become the mayor until the next election. So let's run down what the council president does. They oversee eight council committees and they determine which council members are gonna serve on which committees and who's gonna actually chair those committees. They also manage the council's legislative staff. So those are the folks who are helping the council members introduce legislation, do research, things of that sort. Now the council president, they don't introduce legislation, but they are the tie-breaking vote when something is, if there's a big controversial piece of legislation and they need a tie. So it's kind of like what vice president does, right? So Kamala Harris is a tie-breaking vote in D.C. when the U.S. Senate is at a 50-50 and they're not sure where the legislation is going to pass or fail. So the council president doesn't introduce legislation, but they do break that tie uh, if something is a controversial piece of legislation. So who's running? There are a few people running, but we're only going to highlight four. So four main folks running for council president. I've done individual interviews with each of them, so I encourage you to check those out uh, as we drop them. You'll hear the candidates talk a lot about the council as a co-equal branch to the mayor's office. So there's the legislative branch, that's the city council. Then there's the executive branch, that's the mayor. But the truth is we have what's called a strong mayor form of government. The council president can encourage the council to be more active and like actually counter the mayor. But the reality is that doesn't always happen. So again, this is another reason why you should pay attention to the council president's race because the council president can really set the tone for if the council chooses to push back against the mayor's agenda. Let's go through the candidates. I'm going to do this from youngest to oldest. So let's start with Courtney English. He's the millennial in the race. He's not currently in elected office, but he used to be. Uh, right now, he works at a nonprofit that's actually been doing some great work. They've been helping folks during the pandemic, folks facing eviction. Uh, they've been helping them get through that process and get their housing secured. Uh, three things to know about Courtney. Courtney has received a lot of key endorsements in his bid for council president. That's from folks like the Working Party family, uh, unions that represent teachers and first responders and city employees, and he's also been endorsed by former Mayor Shirley Franklin. A second thing to know about Courtney, in the last election, so 2017, Courtney ran against uh, post-one-at-large council member Michael Bond, that's a big name in Atlanta politics. 
And he got really close. He didn't beat him, but he got really close to beating him. So Courtney has run citywide and he's won when he was on the school board and he's run citywide and lost. So you can bet that he's pretty motivated in this election uh, to get that win. And the third thing about Courtney I just mentioned, he used to be on the school board. He was actually elected chair at 28, so super young, uh, had a big responsibility. So you can you can expect Courtney to really uh, probably bridge the gap between the school board and the city council because he's done so much work in the education space. So last time when we did the, the rundown of the mayor's race, we talked about political allegiances. So let's talk about that here too. So I already mentioned Courtney is endorsed by Shirley. So if Kasim becomes mayor, you can expect there's going to be some fireworks between the two of them if Courtney becomes the council president and Kasim is the mayor. And then you got Shirley Franklin, who's also backed Courtney and is no fan of Kasim. So that's going to be a little, that's going to be a little uh, interesting to see, shall we say. All right, Courtney's chance of winning. Who knows? It's, you know, he hasn't raised as much money as some of his other opponents, but he has some key endorsements. And so we'll see if those endorsements will help uh, push him over the edge. And then the other question is how much voter outreach has he done? You know, that ultimately at the end of the day is, is how you determine if you're going to win or not. Next, we're going to talk about Doug Shipman. Doug is a first-time candidate. He's never run for anything before, uh, but he's been involved in the Atlanta civic community for a while. Uh, the best way to describe Doug is he's the white business guy that's not stuffy, right? So he doesn't live in Buckhead. He has facial hair. He has black friends. I'm kind of joking on that last part, but the my point is like, He's a white guy who's comfortable in any room, and that's an important distinction. Uh, and that's really important in such a diverse city like Atlanta. Uh, so three things about Doug. Uh, have you ever been to or heard of the Center for Civil and Human Rights? It's downtown. It's right by the aquarium. Doug worked with then-Mayor Shirley Franklin to bring that to life. So literally, you'll hear him talk about this in his interview with me about how he went from the concept of that center to making it what it is today. And he was the center's first CEO. Uh, Doug was also the CEO of the Woodruff Art Center. So if you ever go to the High Museum, the High Museum is part of the Woodruff Art Center. And under his leadership, they did a lot of work in bringing in exhibits that catered to a younger audience, exhibits that maybe better spoke to Atlanta um, and kind of the culture of Atlanta. Uh, the, the Woodruff Arts Center also oversees the symphony and the Alliance Theater. And the last thing about Doug is he sits at the intersection of big business, nonprofits, and community. Historically, those are the three uh, legs of the city that have really helped the city run business, nonprofit, and the community. And he's well known and respected in all three of those areas. So political allegiance. So Doug has never run, so it's kind of hard to say exactly where his political allegiance would lie. Uh, he's a friend of Shirley Franklin, although she's endorsing Courtney in this race. So if he does make the runoff with Courtney, it'll be interesting to see what Shirley Franklin decides to do. Can Doug win? So he's raised the most money, um, but the question is, as someone who's never run for office, does he have a base? Is there a core part of the city that he knows he can rely on getting those votes. Now, one thing I'm going to give Doug some credit for is 
He has hired an army of field staff and canvassers who were out talking to voters. I actually ran into some kids from Clark, Atlanta, uh, who did a really good job of making the case for Doug. Uh, as as someone who I know I'm in, so it was interesting to kind of hear their perspective on on Doug. So that's Doug Shipman. Next, we have Natalyn Mosby Archibong. Natalyn is the current District 5 council member, and she's been on the city council for 20 years. Now, her maiden name, Mosby, uh, has some weight in Atlanta and in DeKalb County. Her dad and other family members were previously in elected office. So three things about Natalyn. So the area that she represents, District 5, has changed so much, especially in the last 10 years. Um, so it would have been hard for Natalyn to keep her seat if she decided to run for re-election. Now, that doesn't mean she's a bad council member. It just means that I think a lot of folks in her district like and respect her, but there's a hunger for new leadership because there's just so many new people moving into that district. Natalyn is an attorney and a small business owner. Uh, she's seen as independent, uh, pragmatic, somebody who's really thoughtful about, you know, how they approach legislation, how they approach leadership. Uh, and the lot other thing about Natalyn is she's the only person in the race for city council president uh, who is actually on the city council today. And so that's a distinction that none of her other opponents have. So where are Natalyn's political allegiances? So I mentioned she's generally seen as independent, uh, but she does a really good job at maneuvering the tight political spaces that come with being on city council. I think ultimately she'll find a way to work with whoever is the mayor. What is Natalyn's chance of winning this election? Again, this is tough. Uh, Natalyn has never run for citywide office. And that just requires a completely different campaign, a completely different approach than running for a council seat. Uh, but she's well-respected. Folks trust her. Folks like her. Um, there's been so much attention on the mayor's race and not as much on the council president. So it's really hard to see how this race will actually shape up. Uh, time will tell. Uh, next, we'll talk about Mike Russell. You might have seen... These uh, blue and yellow yard signs around the city with a photo of the guy, Mike Russell. He came from out of nowhere. Let's talk about three key things you should know about Mike. He's a completely political newcomer, uh, moved to Atlanta just three years ago and decided to run for council president. Uh, he's former military police, uh, former military officer. When we sat down, you'll hear him talk a lot about how upset he was with folks looting last year in the aftermath of the George Floyd elections. And so he really gravitated towards uh, that as an area of concern and not necessarily what led to uh, those actions. Mike would also be the first male openly gay council president. And that we've had a gay, we've had a lesbian council president before, but we've never had an openly uh, gay black male uh, council president. So that would be interesting to see. Um, political allegiance. So Mike calls himself a common sense conservative. That's what he says on his website. So that means he'd be the first Republican uh, city council president, at least in recent history, for sure. It's not really clear where his political allegiances lie, but it's pretty doggone clear that he has some folks 
working with him under the radar, who were very politically uh, astute and politically inclined. Right, we just don't know who those folks are. So can Mike win? So if you go to his website, he says that he's number one in the polls. So I did a little digging on that. So Channel 11 News, they did two polls recently in this election that showed Mike and Courtney neck and neck. So I went and looked at what's called the cross tabs, which is just the next layer of information that that poll provides to see who did they poll. So the poll over indexes for young voters and under indexes for older voters. What does that mean? It just means that the poll doesn't really show the normal voting patterns that we've seen in previous local elections. So they assume that more young people are going to vote and fewer older people are going to vote, but that's not typically what happens. Uh, they also polled people who were not registered voters, and that just really doesn't make sense. Uh, by the way, if you want us to do an episode about political polls and bring in some experts to talk about, can you trust political polls? Like, what are they? Do they make sense? Drop us a note on Twitter or Instagram and let us know. We'll make that happen for you. Uh, so does Mike have a shot? Well, Mike certainly thinks so. Um, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and check out the interview. It was very interesting uh, to hear his perspective on, you know, the city as someone who was a newcomer. Um, and as a conservative, which is not always a perspective that we get uh, here in Atlanta. So those are your candidates for Atlanta City Council President. Again, if you want to hear more about them, make sure you tune into my one-on-one -on -one conversations with each of these folks. You'll get a good sense of who they are, what motivates them, how they will govern, if they are the right fit to be the next city council president. Thank you for tuning in. Bye!